Bobby, what's wrong with the car? Uh-oh, I think it's broke. Look, that thing there is all smoked up. We, we got a pair of pliers and a screwdriver. We can find out. I think we should just start poking stuff. Oh, all right. All right. Don't do that, folks. Tune into the Grease Gurus. Don't go to the emergency room. Go to the Grease Gurus and learn why your car might have stopped on the side of the road and what not to touch. On Saturday mornings <laughs> from 10 a.m. on the Tan Talk Radio Network. Ouch, that hurt. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. trying to run my life. You are paying me to make you a new life. Politics. I left you for an opportunity. You did not want to go with a guy. I did, so I left. He was slime. He didn't deserve getting you. Good old St. Pete, who never told the big lie to his wife. You never asked. Oh, I'm asking now. Times are women. There's more than just women. I told you that the first time you came in the door. And you used to believe in that, too. You used to believe that. You used to believe in tooth fairies, okay? See, my job is to get you in. Once you're there, you do whatever your conscience tells you to do. More seductive than sex. You and I have this, uh, this fantastic symbiosis. He's good. He's very good. You want to stay in office? I want to stay in business. More precious than gold. The process doesn't interest me, Mr. St. John. What does is that you have an 85% success rate. He goes where the money is. More addictive than any drug. You're right. There's no time, there's no money. Tim, if you can make me back. And one man can get it for you for a price. The tap on the phone. My office phone, too. I found a bug. I'm not sure. When you start thinking, it didn't matter anymore. Oh, you think it's all some kind of game, don't you? Why don't you just do what you've always done? Just elect Cade and get paid. Richard Gere, Julie Christie, Gene Hackman, Kate Capshaw, Denzel Washington, E.G. Marshall, and Beatrice Strait in a Sidney Lumet film. Power. Nothing else comes close. Prove me You know, I'm a voter. Aren't you supposed to lie to me and kiss my butt? Hi, folks, this is the Big Swag, and you're listening to my main man, Robert, on Nostalgic Radio on Cars. And if you turn off the radio while he's on, I swear I'll come to your house, steal all your food, and take your animals. Or I'll come find you. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google, tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, golfstreammotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And don't forget to check out our archive page, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. 
where you can listen to all 420, close to 430 shows over the last eight and a half years. Yes, it's good to be back in Clearwater. Well, maybe. I don't know. I just came back from uh, out west. I was out in SEMA for, uh, well, actually, I went out there for three, four days. And uh, I actually cut it short because normally I'm out there for five or six or seven days, usually out there for a week because there's just so much stuff going on. And SEMA, again, if you tuned into our show last week, absolutely a blast. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of people there. A lot of cool cars. And I say this every year. You cannot compare a SEMA car to anything else you've ever seen at any car show. It's just impossible. And uh, we might even have a couple of guests coming on tonight that have been involved with uh, SEMA cars in the past. But SEMA cars are just, they're special. They really, truly are. Um, the first, uh, the, the, the event actually starts Tuesday. It's B2B, which means it's business to business only. Okay, so you have to be in the industry some way, shape, or form, either a dealer, uh, body shop, repair shop, parts dealer, something of that nature, even a junkyard guy like me. And if, as long as you have an occupational license, you can get into SEMA because it's business to business. But basically what it is, a SEMA is all, anybody and everybody in the aftermarket parts world okay so you know all the cool stuff all the performance stuff all the electronic stuff all the paint work all the i mean body shop industries there collision industries in there um tire manufacturers wheel manufacturers shop manufacturers everybody even the big three there you know ford's there ford has the largest display gm's there and of course chrysler and i know uh our good friend uh, Vaughn is a Chrysler guy, and he asked me if I saw the Elephant Motor and uh, or the new one, the new 1,000-horsepower jobby, which, you know, I got to tell you, there was the, the Mopar display is not as big as Ford or GM, it's, and it's actually in South Hall. So it's pretty condensed, but they had some pretty cool stuff. In fact, they had an old vintage 60s uh, Wagoneer there, which I thought was pretty cool. They had a recreation of the Little Red Wagon. It was called the Little Dead Wagon. And interestingly enough, when I was in uh, Palm Springs, I actually was at a car auction. It's called EG Auctions, EG Garage Auctions.com. EG Auction, yeah, EG. And it was held at the Big Rock Golf Resort. And uh, pretty cool place. And I'll get into that in a minute. And uh, I actually met the original driver of Hemi Under the Glass. Now, I can't pronounce his last name. It begins with an S. He's probably in his 80s. Super nice guy. And then I met Mike. The newer driver, there's actually three drivers. So if you saw the episode with Jay Leno, that's the middle driver. And that car got whacked and crashed. And uh, and then there's another driver. but And he drives both the Little Red Wagon and – well, not the Little Red Wagon. What's left of the Little Red Wagon. And he and actually the, the, the Little Red Wagon was crashed. And he has that car that he found, and they tour with that car. So we're going to have both Mike, both Senior and Junior on the show. They're not related. I just call them Senior because – the, the elder is the original Hemi Underglass driver, and the younger is the newer Hemi Underglass driver. And uh, super nice guys, very talkative. They know their stuff, and, you know, they were out there at uh, EG Garage, uh, the auction company, and they were signing um, autographs. In fact, there was a lot of big-name celebrities there. In fact, if you heard our intro, we got a big liner from our main man, The Swag. You know, if you ever watched Pastime, uh, Brett Wagner's his name. Brett The Swag Wagner. He was on there. And uh, let's see who else. Uh, Dan and Laura Dotson were there from Star uh, from uh, Storage Wars. Catherine Bach was there, which is the original Daisy Duke. Uh, Courtney Hansen was there. Uh, a number of people were there. Oh, Danny Coker was there. Horny Mike and I were hanging out. Horny Mike was there. So they had a lot of big name celebrities there. And they had some. And they actually the Georgia Satellites were playing. And let's see who else. Uh, the Motel. She was there. Um, Grady James was there. Country rock singer. And uh, so, you know, th- that, in my opinion, to elaborate a little bit on the, uh, 
on that auction, they did a pretty cool job. Now, contrary to what some people think, you know, they think, well, music, music's kind of a distraction. But, you know, rock and roll, guitars and cars, cars and guitars. We talk about this all the time. I'm a guitar junkie. Not very good at it, but, uh, but I like them. First thing I did when I got home was I hugged my Strat. God, am I weird? Holy moly. God, hug my Strat. Well, it's Stratocaster. It's a guitar, guys. Okay. Um, I said Strat. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, uh, uh, what else? Where, where was I going with this? Oh, okay. So rock and roll. And they, and they really did it right because they had a combination of things. So you really had kind of like a rock and roll theme there. Cars, guitars. Everybody was loose. Everybody was had a good time. The cars, the cars were decent. It was the very first one they'd done in a long time. And uh, it's actually in India, which is about 20 miles south of Palm Springs. And it was pretty cool. And uh, so we had a good time. They actually had a car show there. They had a barbecue thing going on. So there was a, a multitude of things going on. So there was a little something for everything. And what I dug about it was it wasn't what you would call a lifestyle deal. It was just a bunch of car guys, music people, and everybody just hanging out, having a good time. You know, and kind of like with a, with a you know, a, a middle class, a nice, comfortable middle class, laid back Southern California, you know, country club type atmosphere. Pretty far out deal. And uh, so kudos to those guys, Todd and Dave and Nancy and everybody out there and Matt. And uh, Jason and Brandon and on and on and on and Carrie and uh, whoever else, all the other guys I met there. So it was a pretty cool bunch. Now, back to SEMA. Actually, I got to tell you this. What happened was I left. I was supposed to fly out Thursday night. And then what happened was there was a change of plans. And I was actually going to this auction because we were I was repping a car, which I'm going to keep as a secret right now. I'll tell you about it a little bit later. And uh, so what I did is instead of flying, I had the rental car. I just kind of kept it. Crashed in the car for a few hours, and I drove straight through. Now, imagine driving through. Now, this little Miss GPS there, she's sitting there and tells me, well, you know, we need to go this way, that way, and left, right, left, right, straight away ahead, and you know, all that other good stuff. You know what GPS is done. Okay, well, for some strange reason, instead of keeping me on the interstate all the way down to Palm Springs, she decided to run me through the desert. And I, when I say the desert, if you go to my Facebook page, I'm talking desert, where coyotes are running loose. I actually stopped when I got out of the car. In the middle of the desert, you can see the headlights on the road. Uh, there was absolute dead silence. The only thing you saw was tumbleweed, uh, sand, um, cacti. That's the plural cactus, right? <laughs> and uh, let's see what else was there. Mountains, rocks, uh, wash out because when they do have a rain, it washes out. Now, that's high desert. That's high country. You ever listen to, to uh, you know some of the old westerns? I always talk about high desert, high, high, high plains. Uh, that's it, buddy, because you're still three, 4,000 feet up in the air, and it's still, it can get cold up there, and it can get wet up there, and it gets very lonely out there. So for three and a half hours, I was driving through the middle of the desert till I got to uh, 29 Palms. It was pretty cool. It was pretty wicked. And um, you'll see, and I know I shouldn't have done this, but I couldn't resist. You're in the desert, man. you got straight roads. You got n- There's nothing there. Yeah, I, 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 I ran that car up to 125, my little rental car, and uh, I took a picture of it. I shouldn't have done that because now Johnny Law is going to come chase me down. But uh, And then I hung a right on whatever road that was. Miss GPS told me to hang a right. And as soon as I got around the corner, I see this big white decal, kind of like this big painting thing in the middle of the road. It says Route 66. So I was actually on a stretch of Route 66 headed to Radiator Springs to go see my good buddy, Tomater. Just kidding. Um, anyway, so we were having some fun when I say we, me in the car. And uh, so I stopped, took a picture of that. That's also on my Facebook page. See, I'm, I'm trying to be active with the social media thing. Kind of, kind of, yeah, you know. But anyway, oh, we got a line. Who do you got in line there? I can't hear you. <laughs> got Charlie on the line. Charlie. Uh-oh, Charlie. Hey, Charlie, you're supposed to be on the show here in a couple of weeks. We're going to be talking about cars and guitars, but go ahead. What do you got? Well, I'll make it quick. I'm glad you're still hugging your strat, which is a good thing. <laughs> I got a couple of them. So See, listen, you, I you, did that drive. 
I did that drive years ago, and my 240 240Z early yep. model with the carburetors header, I mean, I just blasted out there. I went so fast until I couldn't go fast anymore. And I took pictures of myself with tumbleweed and... Uh, this is just before cell phone, tumbleweed and cactus, cacti, I should say, but there was a billion of them. And it was crazy. And it was stupid hot. Then it got chilly because I drove straight. And if you're cruising, booking about 95 at night, look up and you're going to see every UFO you want. Yes. Yes. I mean, and that'll bleed in tomorrow, until tomorrow night's show with uh, Lou Angelwolf, the comedian. Okay. Because he's always talking about that. But anyway, great ride. It was a cool thing. I was just pulling up to the gym. I'm like, oh, Robert's back. No kidding. So it was cool that he went out there and uh, did all that stuff. But uh, I'm going to go work out and catch a show. I'll, I'll look back at it on the, on, the, on, the, on the internet and stuff like that. You doing good otherwise? You had a good travel? Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. Stay tuned. I'll tell you about it. And hey, don't forget, Charlie, hug your strat. <laughs> have a good night man we'll see you see you bye anyway uh, that's our good friend Charlie uh, one of our top listeners besides Radio Rob I got a prize for you a present for you I don't have a prize for you Radio Rob I have a present for, for you okay we'll tell you about that in a little bit but anyway uh, yeah like Charlie was saying you're out there and it's the middle of the night you look up and I, I mean every UFO if there is a UFO it's out there buzzing around but there's no light pollution so all you do is you see the whole sky the whole heavens up there filled with stars it's pretty amazing I mean it's kind of creepy but it's really really cool because you just stand there and when you look up it's almost like it's really cool you know real twilight zone kind of like but you know you get on these roads and they're just like they go they're endless so what are you going to do and the thing is is what happened was is i i wasn't paying attention to this phenomenon i was diddy bopping along next thing i do is doing i was doing 80 90 miles an hour and i go god this feels like i'm doing 30 40 miles an hour but there's no references there you know you don't have like buildings or you don't have you know intersections or anything like that you're just in in, in well hey let her eat man so uh, tacked out at 4500 rpms buck and a quarter I could have gone more, but you know, hey, I was running out of, I was running out of, uh, what was I running out of? Nothing. Actually, it was pretty bumpy. That's what the the thing was pretty cool because it goes up, down a lot. You talk about whoop de doos. If you guys ride dirt bikes like I used to ride dirt bikes, we used to love whoop de doos. Well, imagine doing whoop de doos in your car at 100 miles an hour. Yeah, you're not really airborne, but you do. You are having some fun. But uh, back to uh, which was actually kind of a cool experience. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. One more thing. So when I got into these little, little towns like 29 Palms and Yucca Valley, also on my Facebook page, I stopped there. Of course, you know me. If I see a thrift shop, a guitar shop, a, uh, uh, sometimes even pawn shops or car shops or repair shops, anything that looks kind of cool or interesting, I'm going to stop. Old trucks, old vans, old cars, you know, just stuff just laying out there, driving through storage units, stuff like that. Rust-free, clean cars. Yeah, the paint's dead and the interiors are blown up, you know, from heat, but the bodies are rust-free. Just cool stuff. But I stopped by this one place, and they had Volkswagen stuff in there. So I went diddy bopping in the back. What's laying in the back? A 68 to 72, actually 68 to 70. But you could use it on a 71, 72 Le Mans. But uh, a goat hood sitting back there. The guy goes, well, what's, uh, what's that thing worth? Uh, we, we, we know Volkswagens. We don't know GTOs. Now, if I'd had a $50 bill on me, well, I did have a $50 bill on me. But if I'd had something to put it in, I probably would have bought that goat hood with me. But as I drove down the road, there was a guy that had a 72 Le Mans convertible sitting out front, which you could have bought for $15,000, I might add. Bucket seat console car, automatic, 354 barrel. A little rust, but not bad. Um... He needed a hood. So guess what I did? I hooked those two up, and I think they probably made a deal, and the guy bought the hood, and, and uh, you know, everybody's all happy, and I think I got a maybe a Volkswagen gas cap out of the deal or something. But he had a bunch of dune buggies back there, early buses, uh, you know, the, the bay window ones, no splitties. 
which is a split window bus, but just a lot of cool stuff. I mean, cars everywhere. So basically where I'm going with this is if you guys want to buy a car, take a trip out west, take a bunch of money, and uh, find yourself a cool rust-free car because they are out there. And, you know, and I praise cars for a living, so I cannot overemphasize a solid, solid rust-free car. But, hey, guys, they're not cheap. The boys out there know what that stuff's worth. Okay, so you get out there in the desert. And, yes, did I find lots of stuff? Yeah, I was in and out of shops. One guy had a 56 Eldorado. Another guy had, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Clenet. Clenet. Another guy had a 64, no, 62 Pontiac. I might be on my, I don't know if I posted a picture of that or not. But it was a Pontiac. Uh, it was originally a 320, uh, 389 car, but he afforded to put a 421 in it. But it is a factory four-speed convertible Catalina. Okay, with Bonneville trim on it. Looked pretty pretty wicked. Bucket seat console. He put a knee knocker tack on it, vacuum gauge on the console. Pretty nice piece. But And then I was cruising through the neighborhood, and the guy had the door open, and there was a 356 in there. So I walked up to that guy. And, you know, it's not like here where they're going to shoot you. Up there, they just kind of look at you like you're, uh, hey, you're trespassing. Let me call the cops. But he was pretty cool. I asked. I was polite. And uh, so we started talking Porsches and 356s, and he had all kinds of cool parts and this and that. So really nice, nice bunch of guys. Anyway, uh, SEMA, man, I got to tell you, SEMA, you got to go to SEMA, the cars, uh, the first day, which was the, uh, um, products awards presentation that they have. And normally us media guys sit up front, right? So one of the guys that was sitting at the table that I was at just happened to be Dave Kindig. Dave's been on our show a bunch of times, David and his wife. And he was one of the lead in announcers there, or uh, the kind of like a guest of honor. And, uh, Dave had 10 cars at SEMA. And I got a couple pictures of him. And one card he did that was really, really wicked was his uh, was a 300 SL Gullwing replica. Absolutely stunning car. Um, he had a, a GTO there. You know what? You know how smooth a mirror is? A mirror is extremely smooth. Right, Vaughn? A mirror is exactly – it was very smooth. A glass, right? When I say these cars have glass finish, they have a glass finish. No cars anywhere at any car shows do you ever see have glass finishes. But a car that goes to SEMA – it's almost like it's required, and uh, it's just absolutely incredible. Now, out front, they had a lot of really cool stuff. They have more driver cars, okay, you know, stuff that's a little bit more common, something you see at maybe a high-end car show around here and stuff like that, but really, really, really wicked stuff. Now, I think what we're going to do, we're going to take a commercial break, and then we're going to come back, and then we're going to bring maybe one or two of our guests online, and uh, we'll see who's we'll see who's sitting around the telephone. I'm truly excited about this because, uh, you know, I, like, I, I just got off the airplane uh, three – Almost 4 o'clock, so I didn't really have a lot of time to prep for the show. Of course, I'm always prepping for it in my mind, but uh, what do we got going on? We got something cool here? Oh, yeah. Well, since today is Election Day, hopefully you guys went out and voted. And uh, so, and today's Tuesday Election Day, so this song is a Leonard Skinner song, and it's uh, Tuesday's Gone. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio Cars. Don't touch that dial. We will be right back.
listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. I'm 100% sure that you're going to have to tune in and check it out. Dan and Laura Dotson here, Storage Wars, back on the air, November 7th, A&E TV, 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock Central, and don't forget us on... That's right, folks, here we are today in Nostalgic Radio and Cars, having a good time, and don't forget to pay the lady, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back, and uh, hey, you know what? It's uh, There's a lot of car stuff going on, and uh, our next guest is involved with one of the shows that we've been promoting for the last couple of months, Cigar City Concourse. I'm delighted to welcome to Nostalgic Radio Cars, the promoter and founder of Cigar, Kitty, Cigar City Concourse, Vic Piano. Vic, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, Robert. I'm good. Sounds like you spent a little bit too much time out at SEMA. I got sunburned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when you go to SEMA, and if you've ever been there, you know what SEMA's like. It's like, go, go. I, I, every year I keep saying I'm going to put one of those little meters on you that tells you how many miles you walk, and I, I guarantee you I walk 50 miles or more, 100. Well, I used to do a lot of television work out in Las Vegas, so I'm familiar with it. <laughs> All right, so tell us about Cigar City. How's it coming? Cigar City Concourse. This weekend starts, what, the 9th, 10th, and 11th, right? It, no, it, it's now we, we've condensed it. It is all happening on Sunday the 11th at Starkey Ranch in Odessa. Okay. And it'll be open to the public from 10 o'clock until conclusion. We'll probably end up around 4.30, 5 o'clock with all the uh, awards, etc., going on. Okay. We've uh, just broken 125 cars that are registered to appear, and I was very surprised. I thought I'd have, because we're doing two events on the same day on the same field, one being the Concorde d'Elegance with the museum piece, Quality Automobiles. The other we are calling Cigars and Cars, which is basically a cars and coffee type event, but with high-end luxury automobiles and such. So, excuse me, I was uh, under the impression that I'd have a lot more cars and cigars, quality automobiles, than uh, concourse, but it turned out to be just the opposite. So we've got, in fact, I just got uh, registered today a one-off built automobile that I posted up on social media. It's absolutely beautiful. 
And we have Copo Corvettes coming. We have, we're celebrating Lincoln, Zephyr, and Continental. And today it happens to be Edsel Ford, the first birthday. So happy birthday to Edsel. But, All right. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, we are we are cooking right along. We've got food trucks scheduled. We've got uh, all sorts of other stuff going. I have been feverishly working, stuffing goodie bags and such. So uh, it's coming together. It's been been a long road, but uh, thanks to you and other folks like you in the media, we uh, are getting the word out. We're running 750 30-second spots on uh, Frontier Communications. 23 different networks on their cable systems throughout the state of Florida. And uh, your competition, 107.3 The Eagle, is running commercials for us wow. all over the place. But, uh, now, tell, wait a minute. you got a TV commercial too, don't you? Oh, yes. That's what's running on uh, Frontier Communications okay. Cable. Okay. Yeah, 23 different networks were running the TV spot, which I produced oh, a couple of weeks ago. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's starting to show where we're getting flooded with uh, ticket sales, and I'm very pleased about that. I just uh, want to let all your listeners know that uh, this is the first show of its kind on the west coast of Florida, a Concorde d'Elegance, and we will have museum cars, the likes of which you will never see unless you visit each one of these individual museums. And I'll give a little shameless plug here. The tickets are $24.95 apiece, available on our website, which is CigarCityConcourse.com. And you spell concourse without an E on the end of it. <laughs> yeah, then it would be an airport concourse, right? Well, yeah. Somebody asked me how come I pronounce it with a French accent. I said because in French it's worth $500, in English it's worth $50. So <laughs> it makes a difference. It's like a car. I mean, you sell a car and you put a little bit of a flair into it, it adds value to it. Absolutely. Well, i got to tell you one thing, though, Vic. You have been, I mean, as far as the social media You've been on it. I mean, everywhere I go, I mean, bang, 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 LinkedIn, you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, you're on all that stuff. So you're doing a doggone good job. But then again, hey, look, you're a professional. you got a lot of background on this stuff. And really, kudos to you because you pretty much single-handedly have been doing this almost all by yourself. Well, unfortunately, that's true, Robert. I mean, I, I had people initially when I started this thing, oh, it seems like eons ago, about a year and a half ago, had some people come to me unsolicited and, you know, guarantee me that they could deliver certain aspects that were needed. Mm -hmm. And one by one, they all fell by the wayside and didn't deliver anything. And unfortunately, it put me in a position of, well, if I've got to get it done, I've got to do it myself, which is not something I haven't done before. I mean, you know, I would I would never have taken this project on if I didn't feel that I could handle it. So, uh, No, you're doing an amazing job. And, of course, Sunday I'll be up there early so you can count on me to help you out. Excellent. And Excellent. Uh, anybody else that wants to volunteer, okay, we could use you. Give Vic a call. Vic, tell them how to get a hold of you if they need to get a hold of you, if they Absolutely. want to help out. Absolutely. They can get a hold of me on, the, uh, on our website. My email is vicpiano at cigarcityconcourse.com. And uh, my phone number in the office is 813-792-8028. Super. Well, I'm looking forward to it. So I've been counting on us. Like I said, we've been plugging this thing for the last two, three months. And, well, great, Robert. I can't thank you enough. I mean, you know, I think it's going to be 
one hell of a show. And it's uh, it's coming together very nicely. We've added... you got to go look at the social media on Facebook. I just put up a car that called me today. He saw a commercial on cable television about the event. He's got a one-off. I'm not going to say anything more about it. You okay, it's a one-off. You to to the field and see it. Okay. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you on Sunday and all of your listeners as well. I will try to put them in a bus or two or three or four buses, and we'll just bring them all up there. What the heck? Well, I'll, just, I'll tell you, you know, years ago, I won't tell you how old I am, but Marconi had just finished inventing the radio <laughs> when I was a disc jockey. And uh, the first station I worked at, if we had four listeners, it was a lot. So... <laughs> I'm sure you have significantly more than that, and we've got plenty of room. Parking is free, and we've got food trucks. In addition to magnificent automobiles, there'll be great food. And if they get to talk to you and me, there'll be great company. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Vic, I want to thank you for coming on for a few minutes. Tell us about the upcoming this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. It's also Veterans Day, Cigar City Concourse, right? You got it. On uh, Sunday the 11th. Right there in, go ahead, tell them where it's at. It's, uh, <laughs> don't surprise me like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's radio, we're spontaneous. I That's what... <laughs> know, I know. It's actually at District Park in Starkey Ranch in Odessa, right off State Road 54. Absolutely. And it's open to the public at 10 a.m. As I said, you can purchase tickets on the website. We will also have people taking ticket orders at the venue if you don't get on the website and do it okay i will do my best to pimp some more cars for you and uh vic i look forward to seeing you and again hey i want to see everybody else at well, cigar great. city car and course this weekend thank you so much for giving me the opportunity i will see you on sunday you got it thank you don't forget this weekend yes everybody cigar city concourse man i sound like a radio announcer that's pretty bad well, but really, Vaughn, you have the voice for this. You know, I mean, you should be doing this kind of stuff. You know, me, my voice is just like so-so. You know, I hey, listen, I tried for years to get a job. You know, doing some uh, what do they call that voiceover work, and they kept telling me my voice isn't right. And then when I would disguise my voice and I kind of sound like this, something, do something really it was goofy. Then they would sit there and say, "Well, can you do that?" But only do it like this. And I'm going, wait a minute, that's not me. I was just clowning around. But, hey, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. What the heck? You know, it's called character voice acting or voice character acting, something like that, right? Vaughn, why don't you um, – let's see. Let's go ahead and fire up the uh, – no, no, no. I know what you need to do. See if you can give our friend uh, Julian a call because he called me a few minutes ago on the sell him up phone. And see if he's available because I know he's in a break right now. And uh, he's all the way out there and what do they call that? Oh, La La Land? Well, actually, Los Angeles. And uh, so we'll see if we can get our good friend now. But anyway, like uh, Vic was saying, SEMA, you know, it's – now think about this. Actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do some questions. So I want you to study up on this. How many vendors are there? I'm going to tell you right now. Vendors range between 2,500 and 2,800 vendors. How many square feet is the Las Vegas Convention Center, at least where the car stuff is? It's over a million square feet. Now, an acre is 43,560 square feet. So you figure every 100,000 square feet is two acres. It's a million. Now you can do the math. Now you can imagine walking it. And I think it's something like two million square feet. It's huge, okay? And it's connected to the Westgate Hotel, which used to be formerly the Hilton 
which is where Elvis Presley hung out. And, you know, there's a lot of hotels. You know, you heard of the Sands, the Stardust, the Sahara, you know, and the Rat Pack and all that kind of stuff back in the day. So Las Vegas now is just totally transformed into mega, 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 mega hotels. And from what I understand, it has, of all the cities collectively in the world, Las Vegas by itself has the, has the most amount of rooms. There's no other place, no other city, no other town um, like Las Vegas that has as many rooms as there are. Um, Oh, yeah, it just so happens that I was there over Halloween, which is, you know, like every couple of years, it just so happens that uh, 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 SEMA falls during Halloween week. So me and a couple of guys and some friends and car guys decided to dee-bop on down to Fremont Street, which is old Las Juegas. You talk about a freak show? Wow. Yep, yep, the freaks come out at night. But anyway, hey, that's Las Vegas, but it's cool. But the thing about Las Vegas, it's got... It's got everything. I mean, the entertainment there. I mean, remember a few years ago, my son and my wife and I were out there, and we, we like the Mirage. The Mirage is a pretty nice hotel. So if I'm there for Vegas for SEMA, I'll, I'll stay at the Westgate because it's right next to the convention center. And if I go out to uh, just a vacation or to hang out, I'll stay at the Mirage. And the Mirage is not the fanciest hotel. It's not the most expensive, but it's just kind of traditional. It's very, it's, it still has a little bit of the old Vegas flair. Hey, uh, we got our special guest on the line here too, another one. And this gentleman, I just actually, I've never actually met him. We just talked on the phone a little bit, but he's a serious car guy. I'm delighted to welcome to the, and I think he produces movies and short films and stuff. I'm delighted to welcome to Nostalgic Getting Cars, Julian White. Julian, how you doing? I'm fantastic. You you honor me way too much. Do I? Well, no. Hey, you're a car guy, so you deserve all the credit possible because all us car guys are because <laughs> we're we're so underappreciated. You know how that goes. Yes. So anyway, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Now we had a nice long talk about Pontiac Transims last night. You're a Pontiac guy, so give us a little background on yourself a little bit because I didn't get a chance to go into that because we were just kind of focused on one thing, and then we'll maybe segue into that a little bit. Yeah, like like most kids of the uh, '70s and '80s, Smoking the Bandit was a huge influence on me in regards to my cars. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And grew up with my father having a Trans Am, and then when I got to middle age, I wanted to have one just like he had when I was a kid. So I currently own a. Survivor 1979 10th anniversary Trans Am with only 24,000 miles on it. Wow. I uh, got to know a lot of people in the Trans Am community and then combined my passion for cars, my passion for video marketing and filmmaking by allowing myself to get involved with producing and marketing Trans Am videos and Porsche videos um, in, my, in my professional life. So I've done a lot of projects overseas in Europe on the Autobahn. Uh, here locally, throughout the United States as well, and got the fortunate, uh, I was very fortunate to be able to work with Burt Reynolds for the last uh, three years and marketed all of his personal cars that went to Bear Jackson Auction. Interesting. And he was a fine, fine man, and it, uh, it was very, very sad to see him go last month, two months, a month and a half now. Now, you mentioned that your dad had a Trans Am. What year Trans Am did your dad have? His first was a 78 um, in uh, Heritage Brown, uh-huh. and then he sold that, got a Thunderbird, and uh, went into going back to the Trans Am about 18 months later, and that was the 10th anniversary model in 1979. Is that the one that you have? Not the same VIN, but an identical-looking one. Okay. Uh, his went through a car accident, and there was a daily driver. I think he put on about 80,000 miles on it, sold it, and... Like I said, uh, years later when I became uh, middle-aged, I decided I wanted that car back. So I got one that looked just like it with different things. 
Interesting. I was talking earlier about uh, EG uh, auctions out there. And, auctions, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was talking about it because I, I had a pretty good time there. I liked, uh, I liked the venue. I, I, being a rock and roll kind of guy, uh, quasi-musician, I appreciate uh, musical talent. And uh, I kind of liked the venue. I mean, it was it was kind of laid back. It was kind of cool. It was kind of casual. And, uh, you know, they had a fair amount of celebrities there and some high-profile people, some decent cars. And, of course, we had the Bandit car there. The original Firstborn Bandit was there that uh, Dave uh, brought up from uh, Palm Beach or Miami down yeah, there. That's, that's one heck of a historical vehicle, both from a movie perspective as well as from an automotive perspective with Pontiac. Very significant car. Are. Yeah. So now tell me, you mentioned Porsche. Uh, I got to interject here a second. Then that means you must know Jeff Swart. Yes, I do, too. Jeff. Uh, do you Jeff's work with somebody him? Somebody we all aspire to be. Okay. Um, I've, yeah, I would love to work on some projects with him, but he's a he's a, a, an acquaintance. We're in the same Porsche club. He lives just down the street from me, and uh, he's a great guy. He's very generous. Well, he does primarily all the. He's got the he's got the Porsche bag, so he's got uh, you know he's got some pretty serious stuff. Yeah. I see him at Monterey every once in a while when he's up there, and uh, you know he runs around on the on the track chasing all the cars with uh, with his Panamera that's got that uh, contraption on camera it. Camera car. Yeah, the camera yeah. car exactly, exactly. So how did camera you? Car and- Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say. How yeah, did... no. He, he he drives his and he drives his 356 complete with his canoe uh, on top of it uh, throughout from LA to Colorado and takes that 356 off roading and takes it down to the side of lakes and unloads his canoe and gets into it with his dog Jezebel and it's just amazing what he does with Porsches, you no, know, with cameras as well as personally. Well, he's a diehard Porsche guy, you know. Plus, he vintage races, and he and I don't know if he ever raced professionally, but I mean, you know, he's because like when oh, you yeah. see, he's a, he's a Pikes Peak Hill Climb champion. Is he? Well, yeah. he he is scheduled to come on our show here sometime. We always uh, every time I try to get him, he's because he travels a lot. He's in Europe. He's overseas. He's in the Far East, the Mid East, the the yeah, Moon. He just filmed uh, with Red Bull Formula One racing and did the the road trip. It was called. And uh, took a Formula One car on city streets, on Miami beaches, down the Vegas Strip, off-road in, I believe it was Wyoming or Colorado, um, and created a a two-part series where the Formula One drivers um, drove the car in these different circumstances uh, in what a a web series called The Road Trip. And it was all uh, endorsed and promoted and produced by Red Bull Racing. Interesting. Yeah, Daniel uh, Ricardo and Max Verstappen. Oh, Max! Oh, really? Okay, two well-known drivers from uh, Europe. Red Bull. Yeah. So, give us a little background on yourself. How did you get into the movie production business, so to speak, and the and 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 promotion end of it? Well, I started off as a psychology major and found out I didn't like psychology as much as I thought I would when I was at university. So I went after my passion, which was video production. This was back in the 80s. The MTV generation uh, instilled that in me. So I went to school to learn audio and video production, uh, then got placed after school at a job in a well-known production house called Photochem in Burbank, where they work on major motion pictures and television shows. Uh, Cut my teeth there for about uh, 15 years and saw my dream of becoming a business owner eluding me as I was moving up the ladder there. So I opened my own small production company, and we're in, we're in the 21st, 21st year right now, and, and uh, 
I decided to, to combine my automotive passion with my work and my first gig going into the automotive world was with uh, a Porsche traveling luxury tour that took me to Europe and we produced a film called Autobahn Adventures. I highly recommend everybody just Google that Autobahn Adventures and watch that video where we took a brand new 911 and we actually had a Panamera as a camera car huh. uh, through, through Europe to some of the five-star hotels, some of the major attractions of Europe. We got to drive the car on the Autobahn, on the Swiss passes, and that whole film was created with a nine-day lead time. I uh, not only directed it, but was hosting it, and it was amazing. It was 16- to 18-hour days where we were writing it in the evening, reviewing the footage of the day, and then producing the very next day. And it was all nonlinear. I mean, one day we're at a hotel, the next day we're on the Autobahn, and it all had to be edited into a sequence where it felt like you're taking the trip virtually. And that was a one ex really fun experience, so much so that I loved the car, the 911 Carrera, so much that when I got home off the plane, I traded my 997 Porsche in for the brand-new 991 because that car was just phenomenal on the Autobahn and on the, uh, the, the, the Swiss Pass mountain. Interesting. So that's how I got involved with Porsche um, and then did a series called The Road uh, the Road to Riverside, which was a um, Porsche dealership out in Riverside, California. We produced three uh, entertaining, funny car reviews where I had to play a character in each review. So we did the Panamera Hybrid the brand-new Porsche 911 Targa, and we did the new Porsche Macan when it was released. And the reviewer, myself, was a character. And in the Targa, uh, the character was a character from the 80s who brought his old Targa in to the dealership and was given an um, intervention to get rid of his 80s look. And as he drove the new Targa, his 80s look of a mullet and... Um, <laughs> You know, funny clothing started to dissipate. He became a modern man as he drove the new modern Porsche Targa. So it's a it's a fun little review to watch. Um, you can also Google that Porsche Road to Riverside. And that was a fun series to produce. Um, and then got involved, like I said, with Mr. Reynolds and produced and marketed the the cars that he sent to auction that were his personal cars or the Universal Promo car that was used to promote Smoking the Bandit and got all the marketing uh, involved with that to get the cars sold for record levels, record numbers. But it was a team effort. There was a lot of other players involved with that, like Bandit Movie Cars and Restore Muscle Car, uh, the Burt Reynolds Film and Theater Institute. So it was that was a great experience, too, working with Mr. Reynolds. You talk about Burt being a hell of a guy. What kind of, when you, Did you ever get a chance to just sit down with him and just kind of have a beer and talk? Well, was he was he was he uh, flexible like that? Well, yeah. I, I'm just curious. <laughs> I, yeah, I got a professional and a personal experience. With okay. The professional was going to his home and producing the materials that we used to promote his car, mm -hmm. and that was a thrill. When I like, oh my gosh, I'm pinching myself. This this, this man that was an icon for me when I was a child in the movies. Uh, drives up in, in, the, in the car and delivered to where we were shooting on set in, in the largest state that he has in Florida. And he gets out of the car and he introduces himself. Hi, I'm, I'm Burt Reynolds. Like, like I didn't know that. <laughs> he was gracious <laughs> enough to not just expect I knew who he was. And then we talked for a little while and then 
uh, started to film some B-roll, and then we took him into another room and got to sit down, and I directed him delivering the announcement. And, you know, I'm a, you know, a small-time director, and he's a big-time actor, and I'm thinking, how well is he going to take direction? And there was one point where I needed to correct um, the way he was saying a phrase. He couldn't pronounce the word properly. It wasn't that he was not able to, it was just it was a difficult word to pronounce. So I had to go out from behind the director's chair and go over and talk with him. And, and uh, he took it well, and he was gracious, and he was patient, and he, he took direction really well, and he was just a joy to work with professionally. Now, per- personally, that evening, he was teaching a master acting class, which is what he did at his film institute. And as a director, I like to learn how actors act so that I can direct them better. So I asked if I could be a fly on the wall and just sit in the back of the room and come back that evening. And his, uh, his manager said, yeah, sure, not a problem. So I came back a couple of hours later. And when I arrived, I expected to be in the back of the room. They had me sitting next to him. Wow. I mean, just like, I'm like, wow, I'm like, I'm sitting next to Burt Reynolds in an intimate environment with, I think he had about 10 students. And I got to watch these students give their performance and then got to watch Mr. Reynolds critique them. And it was like, wow, this is amazing. And then as years went by and I did more projects with him, yeah, I got to be, you know, very close to him. I wouldn't call him a friend, um, but we've had dinner and we you know, rode in a, the same vehicle together. And, uh, you know, he, just, he was just a, a great guy, an average guy. Um, he loved to read. He was a, an avid reader, so I, I got him a couple of books once that he, I'm told that he liked. Um, but no, he was, he was just a very nice man, a good, generous person. So I, I like I say about him, a generous person. You were also talking uh, last night a little bit that uh, his career was starting to come back a little bit. He actually, through some of the collaboration that you did um, with uh, Bandit Cars and Bear Jackson and some of the other promotional stuff that you did, that there was actually some people looking, that he was actually offered scripts. Yeah, I mean, he seemed to be out of the headlines for many years. And then in 2015, when he started showing up at a lot of the car events and Comic-Con and Bubba Fest and North, South by Southwest in, in, in Texas, um, he started to, to get noticed again, as well as the fact that he released his book. And that was a major book launch. So the publisher sent him on all of the, the talk shows. Um, both in Europe and in America, he was being noticed again. Well, I don't know if it's a direct correlation, but it appears to me that he then started getting a lot of roles again for movies, some being very small, but they culminated over the last three years into an offer which he accepted, and he was two weeks away from shooting before he died, a movie with Quentin Tarantino, that is currently in production called Once Upon a Time, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. And he was going to be in that movie. So he was back to being in a movie with A-list stars. Wow. And a full A-list cinematic release, not like direct to, to, to DVD, as they used to say, or on cable television. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was two weeks away from filming that. He was already in rehearsals and such, and I was told that he was really, really looking forward to to that role. The last movie that was released was called The Last Movie Star by Adam Rifkin, was the director and the writer. Adam wrote this movie 
directly for Bert. And it essentially chronicled his life, but it wasn't a biography. It wasn't a, he was, it, the character wasn't named Burt Reynolds. Um, but it was about a man who was a movie star who then went into the twilight of his life and nobody recognized him anymore. And then he was uh, invited to a um, film festival. So he reluctantly attended this character. And it just goes through the, um, the comedy and the drama and the tears uh, of the emotion of what a, a former number one A-list actor would, must go through. And it's a heartfelt, feel-good movie. Um, it, it also stars the, the young girl that was in the TV show Modern Family. Uh, Chevy Chase makes an appearance as Burt Reynolds' best friend, or the character's best friend in the movie. And it's a, I highly recommend it to people to go out and find that movie. It's called The Last Movie Star, which is this year. Uh, it's, it's very good. It's, it's good. Sounds like you had a nice little relationship with him, and you had a lot of admiration for Burt Reynolds. I mean, you know, and and Burt Reynolds, in my opinion, you know, when he came out with those movies, I mean, he was he was the guy back in the mid seventies. You know, ever since The Longest Yard, really. I mean, that movie I liked. Deliverance, uh, jury's still out on that movie, but that's the one that really put him on fame. And even though he was in TV show that I liked, and you've got to relate to this one, Dan August when he had that Boss Four Twenty Nine, it was actually the Quarter Horse, is what it was. Do you remember that TV show? It was very yeah, short lived in 1970. Yeah. And, uh. You know, he, he, he was, he, up until he passed, I used to say he was the living movie legend who spanned the generations of old Hollywood and current Hollywood. Yes. You know, he, he, the people he had worked with. When I was at his home filming, the pictures on the wall of him with so many different celebrities of the past and of the present, it's, he bridged the gap. It's just amazing to see some of these pictures of him with like Lucille Ball and Frank Sinatra. You know, read his, read his book. It's called uh, Enough About Me. And it talks about a lot of his experiences with um, his acting friends and colleagues. We'll have to do that. We'll have to kind of help promote that a little bit. So, Julian, what's up next for you? I think we got a minute left. So, uh, well, I guess we're up against a minute. Okay. But anyway, so if people want to find out more about you and some of your projects that you're working on, especially with Trans Am, how do they go about doing it? Sure, they can check out Web Video Vision, or they can find me on LinkedIn under Julian Dave White or Julian D. White on Twitter or Facebook or all the other social media sites. Excellent. And then real quickly, what's the next project you're working on right now? Um, it's a surprise. I'm not allowed to say it. Okay. But it, uh, it, <laughs> uh, it will be released uh, to the public be December, January time. Uh-huh. All I can tell you is that it's, uh, it's a movie car. It's so a found movie. Found in a barn. Okay, found in a barn. Okay. I don't, I, and a true barn. A lot of people say it's a barn find. This was a true barn find. Sitting in a barn for 40 years. It was in a movie with a very, very famous actor. Okay. Not Burt Reynolds. Okay. Well, super. Well, Julian, I want to thank you very much for uh, sharing some moments with us here and some stories uh, about Burt Reynolds and about Trans Ams and about Porsches. And uh, we'll definitely be in touch. And uh, wish you the best of luck. And uh, we'll have you on again sometime. How about that? Great. Tell Jeff I said hi when you talk to him. I will do that. Thank you very much. I want to thank my special guest this evening, Mr. Julian White, the movie producer. Think Trans Am, think Porsche, and think Barn Fine. Julian, take care. We'll be in touch. In the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget, you can find us here every Tuesday night on the Tan Talk Radio Network. Don't forget to follow us. Let's see, what do we have? Social media. We have Facebook. We got Twitter. We got, uh, we're still working on Instagram. 
I'm slacking there a little bit. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, yeah. Don't forget this weekend, Cigar City Concourse up there in Odessa. Cigar City Concourse. I want to see you there on the 11th. It's Veterans Day. And uh, our salute goes out to the veterans, past, present, and future of the United States of America. And hopefully everybody went out and voted today. Hopefully you voted red. Yes. Anyway, hey, in the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in. Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. Downtown Day. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. It broadcast me out on the radio.